Good morning, everyone. It's Thursday, and we are here again, glad to be alive in Christ. <clears throat> well, school has started. The yellow school buses are on the road. We live close to two of them, so I have to make sure I go the right way <laughs> so I can get past all that, but it's a good thing to be alive in Christ. Amen. Now, <clears throat> the Lord dropped something on my spirit today, and I just uh, had a, a good time writing a note about it below. If you haven't read it, do that, do that uh, later, because uh, he asked me to go back into my old Bibles and look at some of my treasured notes. When he first, when he first dropped that in my spirit, I thought, <clears throat> well, I'm going to go look for some deep revelations that I wrote down in the side margins of my Bible. You know, it was, uh, it was quite a while, actually, before I started writing in my Bible. There was, um, there was kind of a thought that it was a ho so holy you couldn't mark it up. And so we would write separate notes in the fly leaf of the Bible and so forth, but not so much on the page. But later on, as we began to, you know, develop, we we wrote notes along the side. So I want to talk about that a little bit today. Treasured notes in my old Bibles. Now, the purpose is to see the goodness of God and to see that God's a happy God. What he gave me today was not uh, heavy weighted where uh, the world is on my shoulder and if I don't give the message, you know, the emergency message, pull the, the emergency chain, you know, on the, on the train or the bus. So today I'm just going to talk about the goodness of God reflected in my 17 Bibles that I found. I was going to put a picture up today, but my technological uh, button stuck, so uh, we didn't get it done. 17 Bibles I stacked up and took a picture of them today and then started in the first two couple of books. And that's all I needed to get my engine running. My first book, my first Bible was uh, dated 1950, May, uh, 58, May of 1958. My sisters, Joanne and Charlotte, were holding some a great revival meeting in Coos Bay, and they asked me to come. I jumped on a bus, and I was uh, 15. I came and spent some time with them. My first um, experience in uh, casting a spirit out, and some young man was bound up with it, and so that was my first experience. But he, they gave me a Bible and dedicated it to me, and I, I thought it was. Uh, but it was it was encouraging to see some of the notes in the Bible. Um, uh, I wrote a note to myself in Sacramento in 1960, uh, a prophecy to self. I rebuked the devil and said, God is the victor, is victory, and things will pick up. Well, we might, must have been having a tough time in 1960. I was 17. And it, uh, it says I was the co-pastor of my dad's church. Well, thank God for parents that give some leeway to young startups. And that's how I started in, uh, in the ministry was certainly by the help of my dad. I found a postcard in the first Bible from uh, 1970 from Sepulveda, California. 
and it says God is moving and having a real good meeting. Wow. Well, cryptid notes mental up to me because I had a flashback. I could see it and hear it and sense those times of early revivals. So what I wanted to do for you today was stir up your your, uh, memory and stir up your spirit by way of remembrance, the Bible says. So there's things in the Old Testament, things in the Old Testament that they did as as ritual and uh, it was a spiritual thing but they they made an altar of stones or some kind of marker to mark a victory if they had a battle that they won they put a mound of stones up and dedicated it to the victory so when they walked past that dedication that victory they pointed over there and they said That's where we won the battle. That's where God came through and delivered us from the enemy. Those are marker stones, markers. That's why we, as a tradition of a nation, have statues. This last go around with the enemy trying to destroy our nation and our history, they start tearing down some of our heroes of the past because they found a flaw in them, something they did that offended them 150 years, 200 years later. So because they had this this flaw or this thing they criticized, they tore the statue down. Now, why was the statue there? So when we go by, it gives us a short-handed, a a shortcut view, you know, short, uh, (laughs) quick view of the life of that person see a statue of George Watkins, Abraham Lincoln, some of the heroes of our past, some of our fathers. You have a quick memory if you've been to a good school, at least. Some of our modern schools, you won't hear that. All you'll hear is uh, how, you know, how bad it is, and you're a victim, and uh, the, the other color skin is bad, and whatever color you are, the other ones are the enemy, so forth and so on. No, no, no. That's not what God intended. He wanted us to have markers so that we can look back and see the goodness of God. So these Bibles became for me today, as I was perusing through some of them, markers of victory. In my early Bibles, I wrote in, I wrote where my meetings were, the dates, and I had a one-line or a one-word comment, hard, good, breakthrough, best ever. Now, for, for me at that time, it meant something. I could, <laughs> I could capsulize that experience in that one little short word. So in those first couple of Bibles, I had the uh, maybe three Bibles. I wrote in the fly leaf and kept a record of my travels and where I went. I perused through that today and had a, multiple flashes of, of what God did and how he did it and how he saved the bacon, you know, and brought me through and gave me gas money and you know, paid the bills, all those things that you learn and to trust the Lord in those early days. You learn to trust the Lord in those early days. I had a um, couple of other things here I wanted to mention, pass on to you. The second Bible, Mark 1960, I have a mark in there. Um, my first, my first revival meeting after I left home, three weeks in Portland. <laughs> three weeks for my first revival. Now I'll tell you what I did. 
I prayed all day, fasted most of the week, and called out to God for mercy. And then I got a stack of my dad's sermons and Oral Roberts sermons, and I went through them and preached them the best I could. And the Holy Ghost comes in and does what he does, and it turns out to be a good night. That was my first meeting, 1960, for three weeks. I have a note in there. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses until you know where they're going. <laughs> oh, I thought that was good. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Now, that's a phrase we use when we're trying to have the car they have and have the house they have and work hard like they do so we'll have a lot of money. Don't keep up with the Joneses until you know where they're going. You ever hear the uh, joke about the guy who got stuck in California fog? If you've never been down in Southern California, especially in the L.A. counties, you don't know what fog is until it hits those areas. You can't see the emblem on the front of your car. Well, this old boy gets caught in fog. So he, uh, he, he waits until someone comes by. And he says, well, I'll follow them because I'm, uh, you know, they're going down the road. So he gets right up behind him and follows them. All of a sudden, the guy puts his brakes on and the fella in the back almost hits him. Man in the front car jumps out and says, what in the world? And the guy in the back says, why are you stopping in the middle of the road? Well, he said, this isn't the middle of the road. This is my garage. <laughs> so be careful who you're following. Make sure you know where they're going. Just a note to me a number of years ago. <laughs> Claude Hunt, a man of God that some of you may know, as I mentioned, his name was a, a mentor in my life. He was a spiritual hero. He was a man who moved in the gifts of the spirit way before any of our any of our gang did. And he mentored me some as I interacted with him over the years. I have a little note that he told me one day. He said, God spoke to him and said, now, the basic rule for faith is obedience to the word of God. Wow. Now, you say that's a, that has, that's a revelation. Don't we all know that? No, but it comes when, it, when the voice of the Lord speaks something to you, it becomes a revelation to your spirit, man, not to your head. That's the trouble with um, too, many, too many believers, Christians. They go around getting information instead of revelation. You can read a good book and get information. You can hear about the, you know, the exciting, exciting uh, adventures of a spiritual giant as they come to the great coliseums and, and auditoriums. And you can go home excited and pumped up. But if you don't get the revelation of what God is saying to you, you'll miss it. You'll lose it. So this is my, uh, my journey through the treasured notes of my old Bibles. Now, I don't know if I'm going to go through all 17 of them. That wasn't the point. I think God was, I don't think God was actually wanting me to do all of that. But what he's, what he's doing is stirring my spirit to his faithfulness and his goodness and the beginnings that build our foundation. All of you that are listening to me that have a, an experience in God have had a foundation of some sort. If it's just a beginning foundation, there's a yielding to the Holy Spirit. There's a knowledge that God is faithful. You fall in love with the, with the Father. 
you're learning how to communicate and so forth. So keep on going, keep pressing on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, <clears throat> key to ministry. Let's see. I got a couple more. The boxer never moves to the next man until he overcomes the first. Whoa. That's David and Goliath, isn't it? David couldn't have, uh, you know, gets out there and says, hey, you're too big for me. You got another brother, a little shorter? No, no. He had to take Goliath out. So here we go. I'm preaching out of my old notes. If you've got a situation, deal with it and conquer it by faith. Find the secret for the word of God to fit that and turn the key for the agreement of your brothers and sisters to pray with you, to break the power of the grip, whatever it is. If it's a ministry situation where you're finding, you're trying to find the way into your, into your life's journey in ministry, there's a key that can be a giant in your life. If you don't conquer it, just to find that door and find that, secret to get in do it if you don't you'll never go to the next level amen that's deep i know <laughs> that's deep but it's good i'm sp speaking to myself a key to ministry that god has before me and i gave some scriptures and um, another note here says walk as jesus walk and i gave some scriptures now here's the last one i'll share with you three things for new babes in Christ to do every day. Now, you have to understand, these are on my first Bibles. I'm learning how to preach. I'm learning how to walk with God. I'm learning how to study the scriptures. I'm learning how to be a, a, a mature person in God. Now, I'm only uh, 18, 19, 20. So uh, give me a break if these sound simple. <laughs> Number one, three things to do every day for a baby Christian. Talk to God every day. That's prayer. Talk to God every day. That's prayer. Number two, let God talk to you every day. That's the Bible and scriptures. And number three, talk to someone about God every day. Now, I have a, a, a word in there that you may not recognize because the church has kind of moved into another um, era of time, I suppose, but tracks were a big deal in our life. A track is a small folded piece of paper printed well with a testimony or a scriptural witness. We called them tracks. And they were a big deal through the 18 and 1900s uh, in, you know, into our mid 1900s. And then things started shifting a little. But <clears throat> we would leave tracks in telephone booths. Oh, you don't know what a telephone booth is. <laughs> I'll ask Siri, she'll tell you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we lift, we, we'd leave tracks in at the, at the counter when we had a cup of coffee. We'd give them to people if we were visiting. And they were a mini witness for us young people, young Christians that didn't know how to witness strongly, you know, well, that track would do it for them. And we say, here, read this. It's good for you. So I, those three things for young Christians, talk to God every day, that's prayer. Let God talk to you every day, that's the Bible. Talk to someone about God every day, that's a witness. Whether it's a paper track or a text or just a, hello, do you know Jesus? All right, well, that's my uh, treasured journey through some of my old notes. 
And what it did for me, it reminded me of the faithfulness of God. And I want to pass that on to you this morning if you're facing challenges that God is faithful and he will never leave you or forsake you and he will bring you to your destination with victory. Amen. Glory to God. Well, thank you for joining me on my little personal journey, but I'm glad you came along. Hey, don't forget, subscribe if you have it on YouTube and like me on Facebook. And we've got a couple other places. I believe they're in the notes below. Thank you for your prayers, your support in every way you do. And continue to do that and we will be blessed. Until tomorrow, we will see you then. Keep on keeping on.